You're listening to The Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am. Good morning, everyone. Trent Fleskins here, host of the Perth Property Show. Today, we are talking about the very niche suburb of Palmyra. Seen just between Leach Highway and Canning Highway and to the west of Stock Road. If you drove past it, you wouldn't even know, and I guess that's the point of the suburb. To have a chat about that today, to really focus on this up-and-coming, gentrified suburb for real blue-chip owners these days is Jenny Bradshaw of Ross and Galloway. Thanks for coming in, mate. Thanks very much, Trent. It's lovely to be here. Jenny, Palmyra, as I said, really small suburb. And because of the highways either side of it, if you didn't live in the suburb, you'd never pass through it, would you? You'd never would, no. I mean, Palmyra's gone back since 1845 and then it jumped into 1920s and then 1940s. And then we had people coming back from the war and building houses and they were looking for land. And that was the cheapest land that you could get around there. So you wouldn't know that place was there now. Yeah, it has moved a long way it since then. right? heaps from there. When you think about the suburb and you have a look on, on Google Maps and you start looking around, for, you know, for me especially for development opportunities, one thing I noticed that really is sticking out like a sore thumb is the fact that Palmyra probably moved first in that whole wing from the freeway to Fremantle was probably the first mover on median density. Mm-hmm. And you'd find really that there's nearly no opportunities left. The whole suburb is nearly built out, isn't it? There's very few. I mean, there's probably about maybe 43 duplex blocks maybe. And some of them have probably dropped down to R40s closer to Canning Highway and Marmion Street. The opportunity of doing a development in there is it's pretty hard. And then when you do put the houses and the return that you get on those blocks, is it, there's not much coin in it. And that's because there's so many people from an owner-occupied space coming mm-hmm. in. Aren't, they're not focused on making a dime. They're focused on the lifestyle. They're focused on getting into that area to be able to get into the good schools the dynamics of the place close to the river Fremantle the beach everything's just smack bang in Palmyra there so if I'm living in Palmyra or looking to live in Palmyra what am I focusing on with regards to the amenities what's the lifestyle like you've lived in Palmyra for a long time Jenny tell me what you love about the suburb I mean I love how the proximity is to Fremantle there's lots of easy access to transport coffee shops there's some lovely little restaurants popping up there the community the They're all normal in there. They're all working class, but there's a lot of young families coming in there with their kids. The school down there in McKimmy Road is one of those really hot little spots. And then we've got a lovely little Catholic private school there on McKimmy Road as well on Hammond Street. So young families, if you have a dog or if you don't have a dog, you need to get one because everybody has a dog in Palmyra. It's a real dog loving. And the park, the trees, walking distance to everything. Are we facing Fremantle? Are we a Fremantle-centric suburb or are we still more of a river or city facing suburb i think we're more river city i think Fremantle has its own little niche we're not as nutty as the Fremantle, but we're sort of just out of that sort of hairy thing it's still accessible but i find that a lot of palmyra people stay in palmyra they entertain at home they'll go to the local coffee shops i was just saying to, saying to you there earlier that it needs a lovely little pub somewhere you know like a tapas bar yep just for that places. little township lifestyle yeah, yeah where are you going then in the absence of an Irish pub uh, <laughs> or a tapas bar <laughs> if you're living you know somewhere off Carrington Street where do you have to travel to then to be able to enjoy well, you need, I mean you're going down to Duke Street aren't you and George Street I mean and they're a little bit expensive for what the Palmyra budget would be for us you know we like to be able to bring the kids there and to be able to enjoy a good drink or drop in there with a girlfriend and have a couple of glasses of wine 
or have a catch up with the girls and that. But I think when you go to Duke Street or George Street, it's a little bit more of an up niche market so we need something a little bit more affordable so you're probably heading more melville way to be able to have that life yeah they used to have one around where blend was it didn't really take off because the neighbors around the area didn't like the noise but the location in palmar because it's close to so many main roads i think we could pop one in there i think it'd be a great idea is it an upsize a suburb is it a downsize a suburb if, if we're buying in where are you seeing most of the buyers coming from are they young families who are buying their first home i wouldn't i would have thought that you know that's a bit of a step for a first home for a lot of people are they where are they coming from i think they're coming from willoughby hilton they're coming in this the suburbs that are a little bit outskirt getting closer into where you can get access to the river you're not over to the bicton area yet but it's sort of a gateway from there with palmara it's probably one of those lovely little niche suburbs that you can buy in in a unit and still get the lifestyle and you're probably looking at the price range there you could probably buy under for a two-bedroom probably from 399 and then you jump into a three bedroom you're sort of mid fours and then you're sort of jumping into a house then from around the 657 5800 and then from there if you really want to stay there for the rest of your life from where your kids into teenagers you jump in then to the 1150 1213 so there's a real array there for anyone yeah. at every stage of their life anyone who moves into Palmyra doesn't move out of it well that was gonna be my next question was <laughs> If you were leaving Palmyra, are you upsizing into a Bicton or are you heading to Fremantle or are you going closer to the city into Applecross? Where are your sellers going? I think a lot of them... Or are they staying? Well, they are staying. I mean, if you come from a unit, you're going to be jumping into a little house, like a half a block, and then you decide, right, you can do that up and flip it on and then jump into maybe a quarter acre if you can get it or an 800. Or a lot of them jump over to Melville. So similar suburb, but probably not as nice. And I guess that is a reality, really, and it reflects the price point. And that is the benefit of being at Palmyra. Not only have you got the accessibility to get north of the river pretty quickly on the bridge, one of the only bridges obviously crossing the river, but you're very close to that White Gum Valley space to the south from Mantle, Lafroy Street, and all that. So you can have the accessibility of Fremantle, but you're also still not getting caught in the jam trying to get Mm. into the city as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you find a lot of people using the public transport when you're in Palmyra as well because you can park and ride anywhere. Not many people would recognise that on the southern boundary of Palmyra is O'Connor. Do you find you have a lot of residents who would pop south down Stock Road and working in the O'Connor industrial space? Um, Or is it mainly white collar? I think it's mainly white collar up around where we are now. I mean, you do get a a lot of the guys that are in O'Connor and that are probably coming from Hilton and Fremantle and South Fremantle, as you say, because of the the commercial end of it down there. But I think a lot of the people in Palmyra now are sort of white collar it really has gentrified hasn't yeah, it, it has. yeah and, and it's a great story to think about that you know this suburb the origins of it mm. is that post-war state housing house on a quarter acre yeah, asbestos boxes asbestos yeah. houses really old and there wouldn't be many of them left would there no they're doing them up now because i tell you one thing you'd get more money for a timber well even asbestos house that they usually take the asbestos off and weatherboard it than you would for a nice beautiful new daylight carcom or something like that isn't that a really interesting little niche about the area because mm. Hilton has the same thing and in Love fact Hilton. it's planning laws nearly enforce it yeah. that we've got a lot of this heritage firebro weatherboard style build heading towards that more energy efficiency you mm. see Wycombe Valley pushing it as well what you're telling me is that Palmyra has this very similar perspective in terms of what people value they're not going after the double brick they still prefer to have that the little timber cute house I'm yeah, glad we don't have that yeah but I'm glad we don't have the restrictions of what Fremantle has put on Hilton because I mean some of that's ridiculous you can't change the facade you can't take the, the asbestos off and that's an interesting point to bring up there moving I guess into more of the planning side is that we're sitting in Melville aren't we 
we are City of Melville and doing planning with City of Melville, they're brilliant. I just find them absolutely easy to work with. Yeah. They really are. The lads are great. Let's talk planning with regards mm. to the city of Melville. As I said before, it's one of the most mature median density suburbs in the whole wing of Perth, really. Okay. It's been developed for decades. You know, we're looking at places like Melville, Willage, you're only just starting to see it now. Palmyra had it back 20, 30 years ago. We were talking about triplexes and duplexes. What zoning do we have that we typically see available these days? Really more duplex blocks there. So like an R20 and R25. An R20, maybe R25, R30, give or take. You're in and around that sort of... And we're hoping that it doesn't go back into the very high density. Because we have seen apartment development happen on Carrington Street recently. Through don't parcel. mind that. Don't mind that. And I mean, it's it's on the main road. But when they start lobbing them in, say like Bridges Road and that, they're lobbing them in in the middle of a suburban area and there's nothing around there to service those apartments. There's no restaurants. There's no pub. There's no um, gyms. All you have is a big block of flats basically with a lot of people in and that high density thing doesn't suit that area if you come into town or you go down to Leederville or something like that it suits it because you've got the you've got the restaurants and that to accommodate those people you've just got a brand new NIDO come in childcare facilities is that based on the need for the area you said it's young families coming in has it been taken in really well no why not (laughs) a lot of the residents thought it was a bit of a waste there's a daycare center two doors up to have another learning center there I just don't think it fits in. Oh, great, you'd be able to throw your kids in there. That's fantastic. I mean, all my lads are grown up, so it doesn't really affect me. I would have preferred maybe a restaurant or a bar go in there or something that services the community in a fun way. Yeah. Of course, learning is very important, but there is a daycare centre only up the road. Yeah, of course. And, and look, there are a lot of them popping up in a lot of yeah. places too. And that's this is an interesting... Lugative business. It can be. <laughs> it, it definitely can be. And, yeah. and look, NIDO has obviously done it for their own reasons, mm-hmm. and that's to cut into the market and provide that service. And we'll see how well that goes over the next it's five to ten years. It's going to be bloody busy around there, though, on Carrington Street with all the cars dropping off and that. And there's only a little roundabout there. So you have apartments across the road, then you've got the Learning Centre, and you've got Ush Cafe, which gets really busy there. Lisa O'Malley, I do believe that's her girl from Labour. She's really... Brilliant advocate for Pamara. She started off the farmer's market and things like that down there. She's trying to get a one way there because it is busy there. Someone's going to get knocked over mm. somewhere. And that's what happens when we bring that density in. Mm. The planning side on the, the main road so I'd have mm. to come with it. And Palmyra being such a small, yeah, exactly, being yeah. such a small suburb. Let's reiterate about those price points and the different housing stock that we get throughout the suburb. You mentioned we've got 43 maybe older, larger blocks left. What are we paying for them? Are we paying seven figures? I mean, I think the last one I sold in Aurelian Street, and that was pre-COVID, I think we got 960 for that with an old asbestos timber house on it that you could subdivide. You could pay up to 1112 now if you can get side by side. Mm. If there's an old house on it, you can battle axe it, you could pay up to 13 with an okay house on it. It's certainly not a first home buyer's price no. point. Yeah. A piece of land, you'd probably be paying maybe between 480 and 520 Of the properties that you would sell on a yearly basis, what would be the property that you'd sell the most type? Probably the medium. I know when you say medium price, uh, CoreLogic have a medium price for Palmyra between 550 and 650 Medium price in Palmyra is not that. That's a unit price near enough. I would reckon our medium price is probably 750 to 850 to 950 now. And that's mainly what we would be selling in there for young families coming in. That really reflects the fact that we do have different segment in the market, yeah. but that it is starting to get overawed by that mm-hmm. median density price and it's becoming the standard. It is the house these days, isn't it? We've heard that someone had bought a 350 square meter timber house, three by one in Tamar Street for a million and fifty. The neighbours actually, I mean, they celebrated that night because 
yeah. <laughs> improves their properties. Of course. Mm. A lot of suburbs these days, they've got one of those community pages on Facebook. North Perth, Leaderville, they've got one. Uh, Melville community, it's right. Cool. But Palmyra itself has got a pretty active page on Facebook, doesn't it? It does. What are we talking about on that page? Um, well, Belinda Hoss, I hope she doesn't mind me mentioning her name. She runs the Palmyra Together page clashed in with sort of Melville and she monitors that she's a sergeant down in Fremantle so she's really really handy and she gives some great information she puts it out there um, but she tells us about now every suburb has crime but I think one thing about Palmyra is that we know about it. There's a neighbourhood watch nearly. It's massive. It's brilliant. And anyone that gets broken into or their cars got broken into or someone's bike was left on the verge or someone's bike got robbed, it's up on that community page and we all share it. And it's amazing. Even a dog gets lost, it's up there. That's fantastic. Yeah, I know. And we all share it. And it's great to look at. It. It's actually quite addictive. The great thing about it is everyone understands mm. probably, because it's such a small suburb, yeah. you'd know nearly every street, mm. even if you didn't were active yeah. on every street. You would know nearly all of them because it is such a tight suburb and it's not one of those suburbs that has a lot of cul-de-sacs. Most of this, it's a very metric suburb. And people moving into the area get on that site and they do ask, can you tell me what's the best school? Can you recommend such and such? Or can you recommend certain areas for a park? I've got a dog. I don't know whether these are dog parks or not. And all that information comes through. So it's a really helpful suburb and lovely people respond in it. Look, let's get to the final question and that is the median house price question. You've already mentioned it before. I need you to pick a number of what you would say is the median house price of I think medium house price would have to be low to mid 700s at the moment. All right. So with that amount of money in your pocket, Jenny Bradshaw, what would you be buying in Palmyra today? I'd be lucky to see a 3-2 on a half a block. And where would it be? What would be the f- your favorite street that you could buy in if you oh, had your time again? Oh, if I had again? that money, I don't know whether I could get into Solomon Street, Cleopatra Street, Tamar Street. Tamar Street over near the school is fantastic. Get into that street. Um, great community there they have a great Christmas party and uh, Halloween Petra Street Zenobia Hammett there's a couple of little small little pockets around where the Three Bears Park is and that's another Hammett Street but it's all on Tamar Street they're all sort of sectioned off it looks like you've got a few favourites mate. you have to buy a house for every street <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether she say that, but I have invested in Palmyra. I buy my houses in Palmyra and I probably don't get a, a great return on the rent because, you know, I'm probably paying more rates and charges and, and government taxes. But the fact that it's there, you know, and the kids, I'm hoping that they'd be able to move in and stay stay local. Well, that just shows a priority. It is mm. keeping it within the family. And that, I assume, is really the Palmyra spirit there is that when we get into Palmyra, the whole family stays and, we, and don't, yeah. we don't move out. And you I know. guess it's a fantastic way to leave the episode today, Jen. Thank you very much for your time sharing your suburb, your favourite suburb, the suburb you live in and the suburb you work in. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much, Jenny Bradshaw from Ross and Galloway. Thanks, Trent. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Perth Property Show. If you've only just joined the conversation, you can catch up by heading over to our website, perthpropertyshow.com.au, subscribing to the podcast or joining our Facebook page. Don't forget to tune in next Monday at 7am for more expert insights, local analysis and suburb spotlights. Happy hunting!